This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Welcome to it. Happy Tuesday here on the block. Glad you're along for the ride with us here for the next couple hours. I'm Austin Norman. More importantly, he's Eric Strickland, Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA veteran, fresh off the link. Stricky, how you doing, my guy? Yay, yay. I'm doing great. I am doing great, my friend. Um... I'm wore out, Austin. Uh, golf gotcha. The thing that I can tell you, I, I listen. Golf is a different type of uh, being in shape. I don't care how much cardio you're doing, swinging that club, going out on the links, walking, and and here's here's what's even worse about it, right? Because this was a big event. We'll get into it in a you know a uh, second or whatever, but um, it was a it was a real big event. Um, Uncle Sam. A lot of people call him uh, big in the boxing world. It was his uh, inaugural event for a golf tournament. Um, a lot of, you know, boxing legends was there. Um, it, it was nice, right? But it was the first one. And the first one sometimes is not is it doesn't work as smoothly. You know, you don't have certain things that you would probably like to have amenities for, for individuals <laughs> out there because I'm telling you, we, we started on seven and we didn't get food for like about five, um, five holes. We were, we were hungry. Right. Yeah. And, uh, Austin, we started at 11. We didn't finish to almost six, bro. Strick, that's seven hours of golf. Seven hours and mentally drained. Um, had a good group of guys, but when I tell you you're waiting 15, 20 minutes every freaking shot, bro, it, it's it's a mental drain. I was so wore out. Almost yeah. too many people at the event, maybe. I think so. I think so. And and so, um, it's 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 going to end up being a 27 hole course. Course is beautiful. Um, you know, I've got pictures. I think I posted a few of them. A uh, lot of undulations, blind shots. Uh, elevated shots into lower, you know, areas. Um, just, it was, it was a lot of hills. It was back up in the mountains, um, kind of in the uh, Tarzana Calabasas area. Okay. So it's, it's, a, it's in those hills, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of undulations, right? So um, not knowing the course doesn't help. Not being able to see some of the shots, some of the blind shots, you don't really have a great mapping system to understand where you need to hit balls. So sometimes you'd hit a great shot. You think, <laughs> it wasn't a great shot. So, um, but yeah, man, playing with Gary Sheffield and uh, getting to know him a little bit better uh, was really cool. Uh, great guy. Um, we had some common areas, obviously, me playing with the Marlins, him playing with the Marlins, winning a championship with the Marlins. So uh, we had some great conversations, man. It was fun. Smoked some cigars. Uh, but my back is feeling and I do need a massage. I wish uh, we had promotions <laughs> like Mary Ellen's. Food for the soul, who take great care of us in the stomach, but I really need somebody to take care of me in the back. 
We'll work on that. Let's uh, we'll get you off the show. We'll get you out to a masseuse pretty quick. So you golf with Gary Sheffield. Who else was in your group? Um, so um, there's a company named Aluva that uh, I've been doing some stuff with that I, you know, supplements that I've been taking. Um, he, the the owner of the company and and one of his uh, business partners was uh, with us. So that's who invited me to it. Um, you know, like Sugar Shane Mosley was in the house. Uh, DeMar DeRozan came through. Um, um, uh, Matt Barnes uh, was there. Um, you know, Kenny Lofton, uh, great legendary baseball player uh, of his own right, uh, was in the building. Uh, former, I mean, lefty like me, David Justice was in the building. So we got to chop it up a little bit, man. So... Yeah, it was a lot. A lot of people from the boxing world, though. I mean, you know, Sam, anybody who's anybody that's fighting, he's in the ring. Like you would see him in the background standing, even in the Javante Davis fight. Like I saw him in the him and his sons. They kind of, you know, heavy in the high promotion areas of the, uh, you know, whatever the transitions, not necessarily promoting the boxers, but like the Don King types Mm -hmm. that run those parts. Yeah, yeah, he's in that realm. Rubbing elbows with some big wigs, and looks like your face is in one piece. So I, it looks like you didn't cross any of the boxers. You know, didn't didn't rush them or anything. So I think you avoided trouble with them, which is always good. Nah, nah, no, no problems. I don't want no smoke. I just want to go to the next fight. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> which will hopefully be Bud Crawford and uh, Errol Spence. I, I'd hope to be able to see that one. That's the one I'm looking to see. Heck yes. Well, Strick, I'm glad you're back because yesterday at this time, Rico and I were talking about different brands of tractors instead of sports uh, uh-huh. we we learned a lot about tractors the text line popped off but i'm glad to be back talking sports with you here today um lot to get to we'll talk about the nebraska basketball news and headlines uh here in just a second uh second segment of the hour the college football transfer portal has over two thousand scholarship players in it um according to different reports that's a huge number where does it stop where does it slow down and what's happening out to the west and slightly south in Colorado? What's happening with Deion Sanders uh, and Colorado? Because they've got a lot of players in the portal. We'll touch on that and some of the Huskers in the portal as well. And then hour two, the NBA playoffs are going crazy on the verge of just the sixth eight over one upset all time. Uh, maybe another two seven in the works as well. 402-464-5685, the numbers for you to get in uh, with your thoughts on the show, the Honda Plinkin Hotline, or the Sarder Heyman Text Line. They also sponsor our video streams, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Drop us a line there uh, as well. All right, Strick, the Nebraska basketball news. We'll start with the news that broke last night, and that's that Kasey Tamanaga is going to enter his name into the NBA draft while maintaining his college eligibility. When you hear that news, and, and knowing what the draft process is like, what are your what's your first reaction to the news about Kasey? Um, so, I mean, this goes back to what we talked about, right, Austin? Um, we talked about Kasey Tamanaga. What are his options? Obviously, he has the ability to play in Japan. Um, could make a great load of money. Now, um, as a as a as a former player myself, watching him, his style of play, the swag that he. He has the confidence that he has on the on the court, his skill set. Right. You just kind of got to look at a few things. One in the NBA at this time, six foot two people are a dime a dozen. But with the ability to shoot the ball, that does increase your value. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of guys like Dante DiVincenzo, you know, a lot of guys like Steph Curry, 
they they have guys that guard other guys at the point guard position or mismatch situations where they feel there's not a matchup that's favorable to Steph Curry. He would fit in that category because Casey would have to be hidden a little bit. His uh, his defensive he tries he works his tail off, but when you're talking about the NBA level, you're talking about a lot more open spacing, and there's a lot more uh, opportunity for being exposed. Um, you know, especially on the wing, and they would absolutely be going at him, right? Mm-hmm. So to throw his name in the hat, that's that's not a problem. I, I I can see that. I understand that, and here's why. So I said that all to say the reason I think Casey Tominaga is throwing it into the into the ring of this now. He wants to get a true assessment. He wants to get a true feel. He wants to know and have conversations with uh, the GMs and, and you know, the, the ops people to kind of see where he really fits and where he stands or what teams, which I personally think if anybody's going to take interest, it'd probably be a G League look somewhere out west where, mm-hmm. you know, the Japanese market would be able to be touched. A lot of people are going to be looking at the Yao Ming, looking at a lot of the Asian, the, 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 uh, the the Wees, um who played at Dallas, a lot of those who came over from China, they're going to be looking at those monetary opportunities. Uh, so be looking at the Bay. You know, you're, you're Steph. You're 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 uh, Steph Japanese is Steph my Curry. Boy. Be looking yes. at you know Golden State to be you know maybe take a look at him. You know teams like that. And uh, if he decides to come back, it's going to be because the the GMs Austin. It's going to be because the powers that be gave him a little bit of insight that he might have an opportunity that would only lead him to go a G league route or to go an NBA route. If there's anything outside of that, if, if, if there's some closeness to it, you need a little bit more seasoning. We need to see you at the point guard a little bit more, you know, whatever that feedback is, he may come back to Nebraska. If it doesn't look like, you know, we like you, but mm, we don't know then he probably has an option to go and just go over to Japan and start getting paid. So um, he's in a good place. Let's just be real about that. Mm-hmm. The The latest report that I yeah. saw said that he's going to push playing in Japan to the back burner. It sounds like the most likely option is Nebraska followed yeah. by an NBA or G League because that opportunity in Japan will be there longer more than likely than right. the NBA or, or G League. And it can only go up, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. With another yeah. year. To, and I think to it can only that. go up. Yes, for yeah. sure. So yeah. that's that's what it looks like right now. So you mentioned Strick. The biggest thing for Keisei Tomonaga that he would need to improve would be his size, but probably done growing vertically. <laughs> probably can't put too yeah, much more done. weight on without losing, you know, what makes Keisei Keisei, how he slithers around screens, how mm-hmm. mobile he is. If there is something on the mm-hmm. basketball side, that he can work on, whether it's a skill, whether it's conditioning, something like that. What can Keisei Tomonaga do, whether it's through the draft process or coming back to Nebraska, that could boost his stock to some of those teams out West? Um, He he definitely would want to work on his athleticism. Um, I would be working on quick twitch type of stuff, uh, likes good plyometrics to really help boost um, you know, his, his leaping ability, because he wants to become more athletic. If you, if you can't, uh, like you say, you're, you're not going to be David Robinson and be six, two, six, three, and then all of a sudden shoot up to six, seven foot, you know, if you're not that, that ain't in your pedigree. Um, and it, and the crazy thing, it actually is his dad's like seven foot, like he yeah, yeah. just, his mom happens to be short. So he got like a mini combination <laughs> of both of them, but boy, if, if pops could have landed like a, you know, five foot 10, woof, 
Kaysay could have been a beast, but no, that didn't happen. So <laughs> at this point, when you look at Kaysay Tamanaga, um, he's got to work on his point, point guard leadership skills because uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, to find a way, an entryway into at that position that he plays at the two position because there's guys six four, six five, you know, that can do what he he does at a different level and will expose you badly, aka Jimmy Butler, aka DeMar DeRozan's, aka those types, you know, that'll mm-hmm. give you that work at that two position that you just can't be hitting because there's ones like Spider and Darius Garland. And <laughs> there there's some ones out there like Darian Fox that also can give you that work. So where are we going to put you, you know? So that's the problem he's going to ultimately have is he's got to get more athletic. When you look at him, you know, the basketball player too, in terms of handling more point guard responsibilities, Nebraska's still looking for one in the transfer portal to some degree. We'll touch on that in a second. I think Casey has the ability to pass the basketball. I just don't think he's been asked to do it a lot. If you look at his assist numbers at Nebraska Strick, uh, two seasons ago, 18 assists in 30 games played. This year, all the way up to 22 assists in 32 games played. But he's been kind of the focus of the offense, especially toward the, the latter part of this season, where they're creating plays for him. I think he has some ability to pass the basketball, but I also think it would be important for him to you know, show the ability to do it more, to be in control of an offense, to be in command, to understand the system and set other players up. So what? The other, okay. The other thing I would say um, with Casey is Nebraska's in an interesting spot, Strick, because they built to something. They finished 500 last season, which is a step in the right direction. And now, to me, you like having guys like Casey Tomonaga, like Delano Banton, that put their name in the draft while retain their eligibility because that, to me, says the talent level's going up and you need an influx of yeah. talent. But then the new challenge for Nebraska is how do we balance preparing our guys for the next level with what we need from them in their role on this team this year? How does Nebraska do that? Well, I mean, Nebraska has the ability to do it, but one of the issues is, is one – scholarship situation right right so who are you trying to get if you're having those conversations with Casey Tamanaga about what he needs to do at the next level you as a coach also have to know that and whether it's a you know some shifting in the you know some responsibilities you can do the same types of stuff with Casey Tamanaga with sets you can just run sets where he's off he's going to get it he's going to be in pick and roll action or he's going to be in some type of action where he can still showcase distribution uh the ability to create the ability to find space a lot of different things that he can do even if you're going to run him off of set similar to what they do with steph curry right Mm -hmm. um you don't necessarily have to have him to handle the ball but you want him to also be a secondary person you know at times what they would do at nebraska is greasel they would try to find greasel but uh it was a rare outside of uh derrick walker handling the ball you know those were limited. You didn't really see C.J. Wiltshire pushing. You didn't really see that. You saw Jamarcus Lawrence, but you really didn't see but a certain people pushing the ball. But you would want to add Tominaga to that mix. So those are some of the things that he would be able to still work at. But it's going to be the finding out how many real scholarships that you have. Because if you lose Tominaga, who's going to fill in that spot? You know, because who's? let's just talk about that right now, Austin. I'm throwing this at you. If Tamanaga leaves, who fills the void for what Tamanaga brings? I mean, he went from averaging 13 points a game, sometimes not even – he sometimes DMP co- coaches decision 
to now being the guy in the big in the Big Ten when it came down to to big time basketball play, averaging seventeen points a game in Big Ten play. Who fills that spot? That's a fantastic question. I think that could go a few different ways because if you're looking at current on roster replacements, I wouldn't mind Demarcus Lawrence sliding into that. If you let Ramel. Uh, run some point. If you get a guy out of the transfer portal to run some point, maybe move to Marcus off ball to be more a combo guard. I could see that. Um, I want to say Bryce Williams, the Charlotte transfer as well, but I think he's brought in to play his own role where he can be a bit of a microwave, but he's, he's a guard forward combo at six, 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 seven. So you like him being a little bit taller. I haven't seen as much film on him to know what he can do, you know, with sets, but again, 40% shooter from three, Mm -hmm. like Tomonaga was the other on roster guy that strike. I know you and I would both love to see, take that step forward is CJ Wilshire. Again, not the most athletic guy, mm-hmm. but if he can do enough out of, you know, a little dribble handoff in distribution and getting to the rim or, you know, quick little jab step, knock down a three. I think there's more to CJ Wilcher than we've been able to see consistently. So my hope is that he would take that next step forward, be a little bit bigger bodied version. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's my issue is finding out who that person is going to be like, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, even if you landed Hunter Salas, right. Even if you landed him one, he's not, he's, he still doesn't feel the void that you're going to lose um, at that area because yes, it'll be an open opportunity. Is he proven in that, in that, in that spot yet? No, mm-hmm. you know, let's be honest. He's not proven to be that guy. I mean, I think he's very capable. Now, the one that I think they lost out on is Latrell Rysell Jr., who's now going over to Alabama in the SEC. Um, I don't know what the background story is. I, you know, like I said, I've, uh, I know the family. Um, I know that there was some some desires. Uh, he had some interests. Um, I didn't, you know, go into details. Is that's their process? But because I got love for Trelly and I got love for the family, but at the end of the day. That's the one that you had that you knew was proven who could play the position. He could also he can he's a three level scorer. He can shoot the threes over 40 percent in that department. Um, Wasn't really called on to be the super distributor, but he has that ability. He's shown that ability both in high school and also at the college level. So that's the one I think you missed out on, because now you still don't know, even if you land Salas, you don't know which your transfers, the Sienna transfer. You don't know for sure on that. And he went to Oklahoma. Um, solid he's big gone. man, he's but this board. big. Oh, he's off the board too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you lose that one too. So now you still don't know. So if you don't get Tominaga, you need to move Tominaga or Lawrence into that position and figure it out. You got Ramel Lloyd also that's capable, but you still have unproven commodities that you don't know who's going to be able to step up and fill that spot. That spot. So it could either hinder, hurt, or uh, be your be your downfall, uh, mm-hmm. or. You know, it's a boomer bust. So they're 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 in a boomer bust situation right now because they don't know. Uh, about a minute and a half here, Shrek. I did want to mention the uh, Big Ten schedule was released, not with dates or anything, um, but Nebraska's home only and away only games. I thought was interesting. Home only, you get Michigan yeah. State and you get Purdue. So right there, you don't have to go to two of the toughest venues in the Big Ten. I like that for Nebraska. How about you? Mm-hmm. I absolutely like that. Um, I still like the uncertainty. I like that. Uh, I, I think their guard play, I think maybe Walker is maybe, I know, I know, I know Hogard, um, 
if he stays in in you know if he if he stays or he makes a an NBA move, I think he has the capability of being a solid point guard in the NBA. That's just mm-hmm. being honest. Walker, I think, is undersized. He would take some work. He's probably a, a second round to a uh, to a, a free agent pickup to go to the G League. Um, so losing their guard play, um, they're always going to replace and replenish, but they're going to be unproven as, as well. Purdue guard play is going to get a little bit better. They're not as going to be as young. Uh, depending on what Zach Eady does can be the whole change of that dynamic, whether that's in favor of them or not, uh, because that combo that they had gets them through the season, but it's just not winning tournament basketball unless mm-hmm. their guards actually step up. So uh, Penn State's also losing guards. So having those that group at home, that's A-OK, because a lot of their guard, there's a lot of uncertainty with a lot of their guard play. Uh, and if you are able to find good guard play, you probably can win those games at home. Absolutely. Uh, the three road games that are Illinois, Maryland, and I will touch on that and get into the college football transfer portal. Segment two of On the Block. We're with you here until uh, 4 o'clock Central Time. Back in a sec.